Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Good morning and good afternoon in London. My guest today is Thomas Ferry, CEO of Stakester. Thanks for connecting and talking about email. I know it's not in the mainstream for Stakester, but welcome. Well, actually, well, thanks so much for inviting me on. Uh, look, and it's been uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It is at the core of what we do. But yeah, yes. it is. It is. Yeah, it is. Why? So Why and how? Well, let me tell you. So look, I am um, a bit of background. I'm, um, I've been a fan of email marketing for the, the whole of my career. So I started off working in investment banking and then I worked in sales. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in sales, I'd always say to people, like, the power of cold email will change your life. Yeah. Um, and certainly it really will. And then there's going on from there. When I uh, was involved in my last uh, company, I start, helped start, there was um, email marketing took us to the point where we'd sold to every major bank within two years. Really? And then now with Stakester, it's, prob- well, it's our most cost-efficient acquisition channel by a margin. So, um, And also my big thing about it is I raised – Four hundred thousand dollars with yeah. cold emails. With cold email emails, yeah, campaign. yeah, yeah. I think that's so, how yeah, it just I um, that story. Wow. I will, I will bang the email marketing drum until it breaks. Yeah, and 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 I love hearing that for like such a, a cutting edge, um, cutting edge thing is what you you know you and the team have built at Stakester. You know, you're out on the edge of e games and and digital relationships, and it it's this this relatively old channel that's been around a long time is still integral to it. Absolutely, it's great. And I think it's so people are always looking for the newest way to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the analogy I give my team um, all the time is that people use dating apps all the time, you know, to try and get a date. But ultimately, like just being nice to people is going to get you more dates than anything else, right? <laughs> that's just good old fashioned, yeah. just being a good guy, right? Yeah. Or girl. And um, that's, that's what's going to work, making people feel special. You know, and the medium you use to do it doesn't matter, right? So there are so many things that we do that's just that's still perfectly formed and work incredibly well. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that like I said to my team, I'm on email more than anything else during yeah. the day every day. Right, right. Interesting. Interesting. Like people talk about how much time you spend on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing in comparison to how much time I spend sat at my desk writing email. Okay. Also, when an email pops up on your phone, you read it. Well, okay? I was I was late for that. I was late because I had a f- computer crash, and I thought yeah. this guy will actually be on his email, so I'm going to email him right quick. Because he's already got a reboot, I'll be right there, <laughs> lifesaver. Yeah. And if you send me a di- if you send me an ad on Facebook, I probably wouldn't read it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. yeah, yeah, probably right. Yeah, so so email's got that sort of constant presence thing that almost yeah. very few, if any, other channels have. What do you think about? Text and mobile. Um, how how do how do you compare that? Yeah, it's a really question. It's not something we've tested. Now we do we do push notifications. Yeah, right? okay. Yes, we do in terms of like text and stuff. We haven't tested it loads. Um, you know, um, it's not something that we've really pushed. Um, 
pun intended, but it's <laughs> something that we should uh, we should look into. But I think because we get such great results with email, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're we're working with it. But the other great thing about email that people don't seem to appreciate is how cheap it is. Yeah, yeah, like sending an email costs you nothing. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. And if you if you use a great product, like I for my um, email campaign to raise money, I use Gmas, which is yep, I know it. Yeah, you know, it's a native product within Gmail, which allows you to send an email, which looks like it's come from from you, you individually, rather than from uh, yeah. a mail. Yeah. And what was great about that was that it just it just cost me literally nothing. It saved me so much time. Hmm. I genuinely spent, I think, in total. The amount of time I spent doing outreach, including writing the email, getting the list, because I outsourced the bill of the list. Wow. Took me four hours. <laughs> wow, that's a high hourly rate. Hundred thousand dollars an hour, high hourly rate. Um what uh, of course that doesn't include the pitching, but like the actual initial outreach to start the conversation. Yeah. That was it. And you got, would have gotten nowhere without the initial outreach. And, and, and how, how recently was, how recently did you close that, that, that round? I closed that in June last year. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I closed that in June last year. It's just, uh, just coming up for a year since I closed that deal. Um, it, I, I feel like I skipped past the punchline. Would you would you do at least the elevator version of of Stakester? You know what you do, who uses it. So so someone listening goes, "Ooh, I got to find out more about that." Yeah, sure, really easy. So what we do is we, if you think that you're good at something, particularly in game, if you think you're good at FIFA or Madden or you're good at like NHL, yeah, then put your money where your mouth is. Play me, and we'll play for something. Okay. okay? So, you know, like back in the day when you might be playing a bit of pool in, you know, in yeah. pool hall, you'd be like, oh, I'll put 10 bucks Darts. on yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, you know, like, or if you're racing, like me and my buddies, like, you know, if we're um, if we're having a running race, I'm the worst. I'll be like, I'm faster than you, mate. I'll yeah. put down 10 bucks and we're going to win this. Yeah. You know, and we, we're in the entertainment business, not in the gambling business. So, yeah. you know, gambling is putting money on an outcome you can't control. Yeah. Yep. Right, we're, we're we're like that's stupid to me. Yeah. What we're in, we're in the business of, you know, raising the stakes and making it a bit more entertaining. And the fact is, like, if you play for something, it's more exciting. Science fact, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But there's something on the line. It means something a bit more. And so that's how we play together. Nice. And so we um, we add a bit of spice, and that's what we do. Yeah, nice. Did, has the pandemic been good for business? I. It's really awkward because you know, you've got a lot. Of, a lot of people have died, and a lot yep. of people really suffered from. Um, lockdown but damn it's been good for us yeah yeah i mean it's just been like as you can imagine people are home gaming people like, are home gaming yeah i was i was thinking that when i was when i was you know just reading up on the business a bit going oh that's cool and and i i love the and agree with the psychological insight this sort of a little can bit I pause of, two seconds my door's just wrong my doorbell but you hear my dog go mad go for it yeah i'll give you the time back give me two seconds yeah no worries Okay, sorry. That's the uh, that's the problem with Amazon. You never know when they're coming. Uh, right. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, pandemic, good for business. Um, and I, and I and I agree with you. It's like you don't want to be lighthearted about the, the 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 suffering that's still going on with this, but it's definitely kicked us at least five years into the future. Oh, hundred percent. And I think again, that's where email marketing has been great because we've had a more captive audience. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Again, right, more people yeah. at the time, more people at the desk getting emails coming in. People, and also, like, you know, it's it's one of those things where most people, as well, this is the other thing as well. I always think when people are migrating away mm-hmm. from a form of communication, 
people are like, oh no, I need to move over and to try and find ways to advertise through Slack or whatever. Yeah. And my mantra on that is that says the dash means it's quieter where you're coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fewer emails are being sent because it's more being sent by Slack. That means when my email comes through, it's going to get noticed. Yeah. Right? Yes. I never, I have never bought the Slack's going to, uh, Slack's going to replace email. And I don't think they buy it anymore either themselves. <laughs> it's like the day I see, oh, oh, you need a password reset, you know, put your blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll send you a message. The day I see that, I'll start buying it. It's not going to happen, right? My yeah, default, I don't. Yeah. My home address on, on the net is my email address. It's not that complicated, right? Yeah, it's just, that's it's, the truth. There, it's, it's, and as you said, nobody controls it. You don't have to ask a gatekeeper for permission. No one's changing the rate. It's yeah. it's it's cheap because it's like it's a set of standards. And if you want to switch ESPs, go from GMAS to whatever you're using at you know larger scale yeah. now. Like okie dokie, you're free to do that. You don't have to ask for permission, right? You're in control Correct. of it. Huh. Correct. Yeah, and and your, you know, your there's I'm sure there's a huge range to the customers at Stakester, but you can reasonably assume. That's one of the things they have in common. You want to be a customer, you probably have an email address, don't you? Well, they sign up with it. So, yeah, yeah so that's uh, – there you go. That's it. Yeah, default. I think – exactly. So someone says to me, when I, was, when I was thinking about coming to the show, and you're talking about what's the future of yeah. email marketing? Yeah. How is it going to change over time? Yeah. And it's really – I tried to consider that because I um, I look back and I was thinking, okay, so let me look at this and see how my emails have changed over the past – I've been working for 15 years in the industry. And um, I look back and I looked to the first email I sent to JP Morgan in 2005 asking them for a job, right? Okay. I looked at that and I looked at the email that I sent to someone uh, in yeah, 2019 asking them for money to invest in my business. No, 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 no change. Nothing. Yeah. Literally yeah. like, is this literally like establish credibility, gain interest, call to action. That's yeah. all it is, right? That's all it is. And then I look at it this far and I'm like, so you're thinking, what is the future of email marketing? I'll tell you what it is. It's the same. <laughs> it's yeah. like people, if, if the way people communicate changes, if the way that we have a conversation is different, yeah, yeah, yeah then maybe. One thing I have noticed over the course of time is a decrease in formality. Yeah. Right? Yeah, concurred. Yeah. So, you know, back then it was dear. Now it's, hey. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was kind regards. Now it's like, Slaters. You know, it's like, yeah. it's very, yeah. it's a very different style of, you know, signature, right? You know, it's like different. The tone is different. And that's what happens when something becomes more commonplace. It becomes more relaxed, the language. But other than that, there's no difference. Genuinely, 15 years on, no difference at all. Yeah. It's a, it, and it's a conversational media to a, to a considerable extent how we write an email is not how we write you know not who writes memos anymore but right, it's it's increasingly informal fragmented conversational mm-hmm. if you write someone an email this long you're they're not going to read it they're not reading i say this all the time yeah exactly just longer than four lines probably not worth sending yeah. the other thing as well is about it is that interesting about email is that how it has evolved slightly is that and I, you, I love what you said there about the the nature of it being um, like a memo. If someone starts the second email in a chain with "Hi Tom," yeah, if you send that the same day, you don't need to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're like, because you know, you're like, oh hey, hey Matthew, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. 
when you send the follow-up, you don't say, hi, Tom, again. You just say, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Right, right. You know, it becomes a conversation. That's changed over time. It's become it, more it, well, and it, it's changed partially in that in that it the ubiquity, right? We know we've got an email address. Uh, we know we've got like 62 clients to get to that same email address. It's like it's a, it becomes a long running conversation, if you will. And, and you're right. You don't say, you know, I don't say hi to my wife, you know, two minutes after I said good morning to her, she'd be like, smack, right? What? Yeah. yeah we're already having this conversation. Yeah, you don't need right. to greet me again. Thanks very much. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, the, the, one of the reasons, one of the reasons to see up this podcast is, you know, um, our company campaign genius is coming in saying we can actually innovate inside email. Um, like we can, we can change the content that's in your inbox in real time, which is, which is a bit of a jaw dropper for people. Technologically, the underpinnings have been there for a long time, but it's a bit of a jaw dropper because it doesn't fit the mental model of email at all. <laughs> You're like, what? I can change an email after I've sent it. Yeah. 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 Right. It, and, and I, I concluded that one of the reasons it's been slow going, uh, getting engagement with this is because. We're so used to how it works. We've got such a clear mental model of how email works that the notion of using it differently is is it's like, why would you bother? Well, there's a bunch of reasons, right? Do I want to get an email showing the current score of the game I'm in the middle of with someone, right, on Stakester, rather than what the score was when the email was sent? That's just an example. That's cool. We could do That's that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, but... Doesn't fit the mental model of email very well. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't. Because <laughs> right. once you've read it, you don't go back to them, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the other the other thing, uh, thesis, I'm curious to hear your reaction to. Um, I look at other digital channels, other media, and we're in this big, long, slow shift to more and more, more and more media. Uh, you know, the native language, of, native language of the printing press was, was text. I don't know that the native language of digital is text. I think that's part of it, but I think you, you look at what people do with GIFs, you look at what people do with screenshots, you look at what people do with you know game scores and taking that moment in a game where you capped some guy, like it's visual, it's rich, it's not all writing anymore because we've now got the communication tool to, I can send you a picture as easily as I can send you, you know, written text and you'll actually process that faster and differently than the written text. Reactions? Yeah. So my my theory on this is uh, communication is is basically directly proportional. The method, sorry, is directly proportional to the amount of effort necessary to do it. Okay. So the reason that we so if you look, Twitter was the fastest growing platform over the course of lockdown, with the exclusion of Clubhouse. But that was only for like twenty five minutes, so it didn't work. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> But the reason that it was is because the effort level was so low with Twitter. You just have to just spread it out. You don't have to get yourself looking good before you take that photo. It's really mm -hmm. easy to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it it went, it did so well, because people want to do things quickly with effort, as, as little effort as possible. Initially, the printer press is a great example, because initially it was done purely text, because to print a photo was very complicated. Over time, Got people there. added more photos because it was easier to do so. Yeah. So as long as so that's what it comes down to, just proportional to that. And because of that, I don't think text will ever become below 70% of content. Interesting. Because it is always going to be the one that is easiest for you to do. Okay. 
So wait, hold hold that one for a second. Let me let, let's let, let's have a let's have a healthy argument. Um, here's my concern about that. The economy of production. What's easy for me to do to put you like to create to put out. Um, doesn't do a whole lot for the economy of consumption. It's easy for me to you know blather something off on the keyboard and send it to a thousand people. Mm-hmm. But I just tied up a thousand people with blather, um, and and or if I say oh, I'm going to write this really long thing and they're not going to read it, waste waste of time as well. Um, and frankly, we don't read, we don't process, read, scan, view the stuff we're getting already. Yeah, like because there's too much of it, and it's too yeah. easy to copy and duplicate. And now you got freaking AIs writing email. Seriously, yeah, email documents, etc. And I'm like. Oy, wow, holy, you know, how do, what do we, what do we, what do we do that gets, yeah. that gets the point across so that it's, it's, you know, so that it's read, not is it easy to write, is it easy to read? And I don't mean read in the literal sense, I mean read in the information transferred, communication made sense. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think if you think about um, the human psyche, you can only consume so much information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They yeah. consume a lot, but you can only consume so much. So okay. Much. Um, and so that's why, you know, when you are walking down the road, you one day you might notice something for the first time and you've walked down the road 30,000 times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just the nature. You're just not taking on that information. Yeah. yeah. And so at the other end, the consumption of that information is always going to be a product of the quality of the information that comes through and how easy it is to consume. Yes. But then again, it has to have that balance between that needs to be easy to create. Yeah. The reason that I think the text will, will, move, will continue to be the predominant factor as well is – carrying on from that is that I can refine it much more easily than I can refine a photo yeah, yeah, or a video. Yeah. So this is what we're doing now. If we record this, okay, if I want to, if we get to the end of this and we're like, oh my God, that guy cussed like 20 times, that guy, like it was awful. That takes a lot longer to do yeah. than me doing a control F on a document and just yeah. taking out the Fs and the Sh's. Yeah. 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 Again, right. it's easy to redo. Yeah, it's a fair point. Okay, so that's easy to do. And you can change your argument. You can restructure it much easier. Yeah. And also, when I consume that information, it's very – re-listening to something is a greater amount of effort than re-reading something. That's true. Okay? So you know when you're on a podcast, how many times do you rewind something on a podcast yeah, when yeah, you're listening yeah. to it? Never, never. How many times have you reread a sentence? Right. Or how many? Or how many times? To your same point, actually. To you know, what are the virtue? The virtues of text, if you will, is is the skim scan. You know, I I we we're, we're experimenting with a system that's going to take this recording of the two of us talking, and like ten minutes after we're done, it'll have the transcript tied to the video, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Perfect Re- I'm going to give her a plug. Perfect Recall is the name of the app. She, the, the entrepreneur behind it, a heck of a job. And I was like, this is awesome. Why? Because I can laser in on that part of the conversation with Thomas. Here we're getting really meta. On that part of the conversation with Thomas where he said, yeah, you know, it's so much easier to control F and, and get rid of all. The, I'll be able to scan through visually and go, there it is right there. Listening yeah. for that would be mind numbing, right? Be like, oh. So, much exactly. <laughs> so this thing. So now, look, technology might make that easier. You might be able to say, like, find the section. You know, I could probably ask Alexa now, and she could probably find the right content yeah. faster. Yeah. Um, but the the truth of it, at the moment, we're not there. And over time, that might change. Yeah. Okay. Might, 
it, right. it might change. I also, but I think, yeah, as long as it is e, the easiest form of communication will always be the greatest yeah. form of communication. Yeah, well put. Which may, um, which may be one of the reasons emails, you know, e- emails still so ubiquitous. It's like, it, you know, me emailing you to say, you know, computer crash wasn't it was it was effortless you know send that's it done right that's it. That's it. and i don't think i think it was just a subject line i don't think i even put anything in the body of the yeah no, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> as, an, as as an investor i'm particularly um interested in what i call regression tech so things that we'll be doing that go back to initial models so like um we did analysis within our company over how many video calls we were doing at the beginning of lockdown and yeah. how many went to audio at the end of lockdown and, yeah and audio is the biggest rise in one by far because people would just like to walk and talk. So we have a policy now to get people moving where we're like, if you don't need to look at someone, just go for a walk and call them. Yeah. Yeah. And what's that technology? That's 1920s Alexander Bell technology. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's like, and I love that. I'm like, give me some, just make the sound quality better. Make it easy for me to make it easy for me to switch between the two. Yeah. You know, those kind of things are really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Give me a way that when I'm having this conversation, it's like, for example, I was saying something the other day, um, I when I was writing content for uh, my blog, I was like, God, I wish I just had like a, a dictaphone or something. I could play yeah. it and do it. But like, well, regression tech is now someone does it for you. So I just talk and then they write it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's that kind of thing, right? So those kind of things I think is where, again, we're just, we're going to, we're going to, I don't, I just don't think that email and text and so forth will ever die out as long as it's easy to consume. Cool. And also it's so non-intrusive yeah sure that's true i can write an email an article in my pants yeah yeah (laughs) can't do a podcast in my pants yeah (laughs) (laughs) well go go back to the audio thing for a second i want to i want to intersect this back to stakester a little bit um i i was intrigued i know they abandoned it but i was intrigued that at least on a rumor basis microsoft was was poking around discord a couple of weeks ago like it's an audio channel. What are you guys doing looking at? Aud- well, because people talk and it's an effortless way to communicate. And it's an important one. Well, Discord is text mainly, but then people do call on it now since growing. But yeah, they are. I can see where they're sniffing around because it's just a really high growth area. But the reason it's so interesting is because, again, you don't do it on video. You just do it on, you just start talking to people. That's right. why that's why I think Clubhouse is so well, so short-lived. But unfortunately, like it was just... It, I don't think it's going to be very well. Long. I don't. I don't know how you put a moat around Clubhouse, like technology. You know, I don't know why it's different to. It's just like it's, it's just radio. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem is, yeah, it's just there's no there's no vetted. It's like people say to me, yeah, you should make your podcast live. No, I should do a radio show. It's the same freaking thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like what, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah, be like. But Clubhouse, yeah, I just don't think that, I think the problem is the quality of content. Curation will always be king when it comes to content. If you can't find the best stuff easily, the pro, the platform will die. Yeah. Because yeah. and that and that casual drop-in casual thing at Clubhouse, it, it, it's an it's an odd intersect with quality, right? Because yeah. I mean, yeah, it may be great that so and so is going to show up and talk, but did they spend any time really planning out, thinking through what they're going to say? Or are they just going to show up and, and yammer? And and when I listen to a recording a year later, it's going to be like, well, that was crap. I, I don't want to listen to that exactly again. Right. right? Exactly so it'd be, right. yeah, hard to create quality. By contrast, you got Netflix pouring, you know, zillions into creating quality content. 
as a moat. I'm, we're looking at the clock. I think you've got to drop, right? In, in- well, I've got to go. But like, this has been really great, and I really enjoyed this, Matthew. I think it's a, it's a really important area. Um, I don't know if you want me to share some of my top email marketing tips. I was delightful. It was delightful. Thanks so much for making the time. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks so much for inviting me on. I enjoyed it. I'll send you the recording when we got it wrapped up. Fantastic, Ben. Thanks so much. Yes, once Keep again, Thomas time. Ferry, founder Good of Stakester. Thanks, Thomas. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Bye. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to The Future of Email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash future of email. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it and, of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show, and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash future of email, or follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.